Welcome to the Business Addicts Podcast, where the stakes are high, talk is cheap, and results are on the other side of commitment. Hosted by a former addict, myself. And I'm his wife, Jamie. We uncover addicts' mindsets, showing that the talents you've created in your struggle will be the superpowers you leverage to heal your deepest wounds. Listen to former addicts share stories of how they've flipped the switch, including insights into how much we can believe in ourselves. For those of you affected by addiction, we support your desire to help the addict in your life by raising the stakes and creating emotional barriers. Hello, and welcome back to the Business Addicts Podcast. Today, we are just celebrating the end of season one, and I've got Jamie here today. She's going to be talking to me probably asking me some hard questions, so I'll give you some good answers. Also, I just want to give you a quick visual as to what we're doing in the next two seasons. So in this first season, we were really focused on addict stories and, you know, providing hope, and we'll still do that. Um, for addicts, we really want to uh, inspire people to realize the opportunity that you have in moving past your addiction and and not thinking about your addiction as something that's uh, trapping you for the rest of your life, but rather looking at it as an opportunity to grow and grow through what what's um, got you here. So the next uh, season will be focused on trauma. What we found in this season is that behind every addiction is trauma. We define trauma as um, situations where there's not someone available emotionally to support you through something that's hard. So we're going to focus on that, and we're going to have a lot of great people. Just got off the phone with one of them, and um, we're going to have a lot of great people helping us with that story and helping us understand how we can identify the trauma, speak the truth about it, and change from with that knowledge of what happened to us. Um, so we're going to have awesome fun with that with that season. Looking forward to it. And then season three, we've already talked about a little bit. We'd like to go much deeper into what is possible um, with it, with a former addicts. Um, so we're going to focus on on that in the third season and hopefully get some. So with that, I'll turn it over to Jamie. And Yeah, I'd like to start with sort of what was our original hope? And is there anything that you've learned along the way that sort of surprised you? So our original hope was and our goal was to get to 100 consistent listeners that we could impact, you know, especially obviously addicts or the families of addicts or those that are close to addicts. If that's you, we'd love to hear from you. We've heard from some, especially those that are close to us or those that we've um, been in contact with. Certainly the ones that have been on our podcast have given us great feedback. Um, I think the experience of every single time we tell our story and we put, put out there what we've gone through and we uh, deal with the shame that's that's really powerful so we're we're thankful at a minimum for just meeting the people that have been on the podcast and for their help and how we've been able to even sponsor their efforts i know that there is definitely listeners that aren't addicts or that haven't acknowledged maybe their addiction uh, completely or or um, maybe have some low-lying addictions that are socially acceptable Um, we certainly are thankful for all of our listeners and the impact that uh, you can have on the world with what these people are sharing. As far as what has changed, I assume you mean in my life? 
Yeah, that'd be great. Wow, that's there's so much that's changed. I mean, I started this podcast with a lot of resistance. The only reason I really did it is because God told me to do it. And it was very clear that the only way I was going to get past the idea of starting a podcast would be to actually do exactly this podcast. So um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he put it on my heart to do this and that Jamie also um, was in his camp and wanted to make sure that this is what I, what we did. And so um, I'm thankful because uh, this podcast has taught me a lot more about connection and real conversations than I've ever knew before. The people that have been on here have become my friends, and that's I'm thankful for every friendship. Um, still talk to and work with a lot of them and appreciate that. It's uh, It's been a big gift. For myself personally, I think that the biggest change is that I am happy with me. I'm happy or even excited about the future. I was speaking to an addict the other day and he said that he didn't think he was going to live past 30. And now he's got a $5 million business that he's built in 30 months. Um, and he is excited for the rest of his life. And I think that's the the possibility of understanding what can happen if we really believe in our own potential. And I, I'm having thoughts now of what I'll do when I'm 90. And in my 90s, I, you know, I always wanted to build a, this is crazy. I don't know why I'm saying this. But anyway, I always wanted to build a little something with my hands. It's And I just thought, you know, maybe if I'm 90, maybe I'll, I'll get time to do that. And so um, uh, there's no risk at that point. I don't need to have kids in my in the little hut that I build. So, um, you know, maybe I'll do it earlier. But just silly thoughts like that, that you really think about what what is possible in the rest of your life. And another thing that I thought recently is like, I never, I didn't want to live a long life. But I had a thought that if I was living a couple more years and I got to see Jesus return, that that would be pretty awesome and it would be worth living longer. So those, those types of thoughts come from a, a love of life and a love of the possibility of life and not wrapped up in the thinking of, oh no, every time I turn around, there's something more to work on. Yeah, I think that's that's a highlight of of some, maybe the biggest difference. You mentioned feeling like there was some resistance even when you started the podcast, even though you knew that God was calling you to do it, that there was also some resistance. And I'm wondering if you still feel any of that. Huh. I mean, yeah, not... That's tough. You ask tough questions. I think that I still feel the fears, um, but I, I'm learning to love the fears. Um, it seems odd to say, but like when we, the reason why I was resistant is because I was like fearful of what people would think about me if I really put this out there. And I mean, I know that a lot of people already knew, but when you're putting this out, you never know who's going to find it. <laughs> and I, I think that the result of that fear was that I have, it's like giving me a window into real conversations for not just the people here, but like everyone, like I've learned how to tell my story, share my story and talk to other people that have a story. And so now if I learn someone's an addict, it's like, great, I want to talk to them. I think what I'm building up is that just because I have a fear doesn't mean that it, it doesn't mean anything. It just means, oh, cool. That's, re that's resistance. That's something that is there. Um, I have a lot of fear of nowadays and anxiety around not being able to reconcile, uh, 
different groups of people. And I don't know how to explain that, but just like, I'd love to, I'd love everyone that I love to, to understand and to be aligned with what we're doing, for example. And that's just not going to happen most likely, but I can just address that fear and just love it. You know, like, Oh, I love the fact that I like that. I want people to, that I want to be, um, in harmony with people. Like there's a fear there of, of disharmony. I can just love that. And okay, fine. I, that's me. Like, I like to have everyone be on the same page. I like everyone to believe in potential. I like everyone to be happy and excited about life and it's not going to happen, but I can still like that about myself, you know? So I think what I'm learning is to accept that the fears that come and the doubts that come and whatever comes that it's going to come. And, um, that's fine. And I don't have to give it a bunch of meaning and think that, Oh no, I'm a really fearful person, which I might be, but, um, (laughs) I can just love the fact that that's, that's what comes. And then I'm not fighting against it. Whatever comes. Yes. Love that. It's the name of a book, by the way. Yes. Is it? <laughs> Have you I'm, read it yet? I'm reading it. <laughs> it might take me a year <laughs> to read this that book, but uh, I'll I'll go back to it as as I'm ready for it. When I think about this last um, six months or so of our lives, and I realize even as an enabler that I've learned mm-hmm. more, and I've learned more about myself. I've learned more about addicts, and being in um, a podcast where we're interviewing and I've just learned things I didn't know. So, and I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And, um, one of the things, as you know, is that I've learned to create better boundaries. I've done some more inner work myself on why some of those boundaries weren't there, why they didn't exist. And, um, how has that been for you from your perspective as I set new boundaries and tolerate less things. I know it probably feels like I'm always raising the bar or changing the, you know, <laughs> whatever it is you thought you were trying to get to. I'm probably, it probably feels like I'm changing that, mm-hmm. um, all the time and it feels good for me. So how does it feel for you? In the past judgment, I would use judgment around, um, like how I was doing based on where the bar was. And um, I guess maybe I'll answer the question by just giving the scenario of like, if there was no pain in the world and no, um, no challenges, like what would it really be like? Like, that's what we're, that's what we're looking for is this pain-free world where there's no challenges. That would be, I don't know if you just actually think about that for a little bit, it's, it's absolutely miserable. Um, So, I think that I've not always in the last six months, I've, I think I'm finally getting to this place of appreciating what you're doing. <laughs> um, because I, I often looked at it as that, uh, like, like it meant that I was not, um, I wasn't a good husband because there's, uh, something more that I need to work on. Um, and, and really what it is, is just, uh, it's an evidence of how much you are tolerating in the past. And so 
thank you for acknowledging that and space for others that may be in a similar place. As enablers, there's a lot that we've been tolerating. And sometimes we don't get acknowledged for that. Uh, like if you are an enabler and you want to help the person that maybe has hurt you in the past, um, just like Jamie will communicate, well, you're 95% there, but this 5%, which I've never been aware of, um, is still there, right? And that helps because, um, I mean, ultimately, we have to get to the point where if someone points out how we could grow, that we would just embrace that. And it's not that you're 95% okay. That's really not the point. But it does kind of help you get to that point of accepting that this is about continual growth. I love what you're pointing out there because that is for addicts, enablers, anyone, right? We're all in a position. Growth is a need of the spirit. So when we think about the basic human needs, there's certainty, uncertainty, love and connection, significance. Those are all basic human needs. And then there are the needs of the spirit, growth and contribution. And even for myself, when I had people say, hey, Jamie, it might be good if you worked with somebody because you're carrying around some baggage that you need to let go of. And a lot of what I had to work through in the last six months as you're becoming a better person is forgiving mm -hmm. and forgiving myself, forgiving you, forgiving others, and then resentment. And I, I was carrying it around and it was just making my legs feel really heavy. I didn't even want to like walk upstairs to our bedroom. It just was like, I, I felt great all day. And then as I'm going upstairs to the bedroom, it's like, what's this problem? Well, I'm carrying around resentment. I'm carrying around the weight of it. Mm -hmm. And um, that emotion was heavy for me. And so there's work that I have to do while you're doing work. And I think, you know, if we think about the people that helped us in the last six months and the coaches that we've paid for, it's not, it's been more than one yeah. <laughs> and for both of us. And yet, you know, I know that we're on this journey together and, you know, some people might look at um, certain aspects of our life and think, well, they're crazy. But you and I both agree that it's been the best six to nine months of our yes. lives in terms of crazy. And, and we are crazy. The, the, <laughs> crazy in a good way where it feels like we're whole and that we're working on growth and how can we contribute and coming from a different place, operating out of mm -hmm. love instead of reacting out of yeah. fear and, and the fears that this will never change. You know, the other things that I was dealing with a lot were hopeless and helplessness. Yeah. So anyway, it feels really great to have invested in that help. We're not whole because we've achieved some level of, um, higher state we're whole we were made whole and we we accepted things that affected our wholeness and so we're, when we say when jamie's saying we're whole that's just a knowledge that we have been made in a way where we were able to accept love and give love and we were whole and then along the way we did not appreciate that and we didn't love ourselves and we responded to fear and caused issues, whether it's enablement or whether it's addiction or whatever it is. Um, and now we appreciate that we were made the way we were made and we appreciate the redemption that allows us to be whole. So I hope that helps people think through that. Like the, the biggest problem we have is, is why we're not loving ourselves, right? Like the way I think for you, like what I've witnessed is the just a deep desire to believe in people and to 
make an impact in their life. And yet in your own life, you didn't fully appreciate yourself. Right. And, and you tolerated things that technically were not in alignment with your core values with, with who you are. And the same right. went for me is like, uh, I, I technically love harmony and peace and people getting along. And, um, but I didn't do that for me. I didn't create that in my own life. I, I, um, I numbed everything about my life. Um, and that's something we've learned recently too, is just, um, as much as I didn't want to try another, uh, personality profile resisted the Enneagram for a couple of years, you know, like, um, the result for me has been insightful that, Hey, I'm, I, I'm trying to get away from pain in all these other ways. I knew my subconscious was trying to get away from pain. I knew my subconscious was about safety, but, uh, it's not like growth is knowledge based, but we do need knowledge and we do need truth to, to grow. And, um, I think that because we've embrace that and because we've had so many people help us it's in that environment of growth that when the knowledge comes and you're ready for it that then it's like oh oh that that explains that and and it's not um like in the past knowledge was very much of like um oh this is how i'll work on myself and and i need to be more like this but it wasn't it wasn't mixed with truth i didn't know what the truth was i didn't know about the trauma that I had. I didn't know who I really was. And so when we have the two mixed together, when we have, you know, that, that deep understanding of who we are and how we were made and the gifts that we're given, maybe some of the responsibilities that we have in, in life that God has given us from birth or along the way, if we have that truth and we mix that with, oh, this is, this is aligned with why I'm not fully in that space, then big things can happen. Well, of course, you know, I love personality assessments, so I'm excited that you're on board. It did, in full disclosure, take me a few years to embrace the Enneagram as well. <laughs> it wasn't at the top of my list. It was after four or five uh, other favorites, but... Which are still our favorites. Yeah. You got to give it its due because in the moment that, you know, and that's the thing with all tools, like you could use a hammer and you know fix your engine possibly in some situations but you probably wouldn't want to put your spark plugs in with a hammer like that would be i mean that's the thing with growth is like different tools there's all these tools out there there's a million tools in the in the world and um we have to really work with god on how they're applied uh, he knows how to apply them he knows the people that we need in the moment he and and by the way i think people are the most underrated tool that the people, you know, they just don't think that other people are, are really a part of that journey. Like we want to take all this responsibility on ourselves. I don't know if it's American culture or what, but, um, and people are the, the, the most powerful people, uh, tools that, that the Lord has, um, available, like for sure. There's no way in the last six months that there would be this level of growth if it wasn't for the, the whole team, of who we're working with um, and, and everyone, like every interaction that you have with a person that is growing. I love what you're pointing out there. Um, thinking of people, imagine for a moment, not just that there's someone out there 
that is meant to come into your life and help you, but also that you are meant to help someone mm-hmm. else, no matter where you're at in your journey, because there's someone else behind you and there's someone watching you and there's someone being influenced and impacted by you in your life. And when we think about trusting our intuition, trusting that God will bring the people mm-hmm. to us that we need to know and that we need to meet instead of questioning, is this the right person? Is this the person that can help me? Or what else can God send me? How else can I get help? Trust what's right there, what's right in front of us. Yeah, I love, like when you're on a journey and you understand some of where you're headed or like whatever the next mile, (laughs) whatever perspective you've been given by God, um, and you, you see someone else on that journey and they like, and by the way, when this happens, you, you know, because of who they are and their energy and what they're saying and how in aligned that might, that is how, how in alignment that is, um, that they're on the journey with you. Like, that's so exciting. Um, everyone I've worked with or heard that gets, for example, the concept of um, loving ourselves, let's say, a very critical concept to growth. Um, Especially Christians, you know, this is something we struggle with. I've said it before. It's like, oh, well, we can't love ourselves. We need to reduce ourselves to a pile of dust and um, we're we're not capable and we have... uh, no abilities and everything has to go through the Lord. And, and okay, that's, there's some truth to that, but yet he, he hasn't left us. Like he, there's not just evil in us. Like, and, and we're not just Satan's children. Like we're his children if we believe in him and, and he's come, he's not, um, I don't know, I'm getting so spiritual here, but I mean, it's just, this is one of the core things that's a problem is like the the point of being s- smaller in our, some of our desires is not to stay uh, as a pile of dust. <laughs> like, like um, we, the point is that we would um, embrace the fact that God wants to be in us and that his son wants to be in us and that we can do his work and it's no longer our work and it's no longer our, you know, our, um, like it's no longer that we even want credit. It's that we love doing what he's made us able to do. And we love being who he's made us, um, which is absolutely an amazing, every person, has such potential and is so amazing uh, and can change the whole world. One person can change the whole world. But yeah, we look at it as, and uh, this is just a conversation we have over and over. Um, we often, as humans, look at it as, oh no, we have no, we have very little potential. We have very little that we can, that we can impact that. Well, in the interest of time, Mm-hmm time is valuable. I'm learning that. Absolutely. That's exciting. (laughs) An awareness to time. I would love for you to give us any final thoughts in wrap up. 
Well, I, th- I think that w- the thing that stands out from the whole episode for me is just like, whatever comes, love that. So if you, if we want to um, come a pla- from a place of defending and judging, uh, sorry, justifying ourselves, wherever we are, um, that leads to just a lot of judgment, judgment about where I am and versus where I could be or judgment of how I'm better than the next person or a judgment about um, maybe just how little I am, uh, whatever thoughts I, I come at the time. Right. And, but the opposite to that is if I love pain, um, it can be a teacher for me. And if I, um, if I love fear, it could, uh, I can change my relationship with, with fear and I could actually learn what's true and what's not. And most of fears are not true. Like most of the fears we deal with on this in at humanly are just like, if we, what's to really fear, uh, pretty much nothing <laughs> other than God. Um, because he's the only one that has any real power. So, um, I, you know, love, if I love the challenge that I'm being given, then I can actually apply myself to the challenge and, and really, um, appreciate the experience. If I love the, uh, maybe a difficult, even physical thing that I, which I haven't faced recently, so I don't know how to, but uh, relate to that, but you know, whatever comes. And I'm sure that in the future for me, there will be new things that I have to learn to love, but uh, I think that's the way to live. And um, if we actually, there's a thought that I've had recently that possibly we are actually just made if we think about the perspective that, oh, I'm made to feel pain and I'm made to fear and I'm made to have all these terrible things happen to me, then then I'm going to, um, I'm probably going to make that all happen. But if I, if I believe that I'm made to love, what, what would that look like? Because, um, you know, love doesn't actually have any resistance to what's happening. It just accepts and gives good energy. So um, I guess that's my commitment to my future self is to learn to love whatever comes. And um, I, I, I believe that by learning that, that I will prosper. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you all for listening this season and we look forward to the to the next season. Go be your best self. Thank you for tuning in. And to stay in touch, email us at info at businessaddictspodcast.com.